Welcome to Yeah The Gals podcast, where I, Loz McGlynn, chat with epic everyday women who have paved their way to success in their space. We hope you feel inspired, motivated, and ready to listen to some honest and open conversations. Because gals, you bloody got these. In this episode of Yeah The Gals, the lovely Zoe Papadatis joined me in the studio. Zoe is the founder of Coastal Wellness Cottage and a leading Chinese herbalist and acupuncturist. Coastal Wellness Cottage is where you will find a team of passionate and dedicated women's holistic health and wellness practitioners whose mission is to empower women and share their wealth of knowledge. Her vision for the space was to create a homey and comfortable environment to seek alternative women's health services, and she has done exactly that. Zoe knew from a young age that her purpose is to be helping women in the community through natural and alternative therapies. She studied a Bachelor of Health Science in traditional Chinese medicine, and something we didn't get a chance to discuss was that she actually went on to undertake a six-week placement in Chengdu, China, where she saw firsthand the benefits of Chinese medicine in an integrative setting. We chat about what acupuncture is and the many benefits it has on the mind and the body as well as how she got into opening her beautiful multi-modality clinic. As someone who has been a patient of Zoe's, it is her soft and beautiful nature that makes women feel so welcomed and cared for. And after listening to her very soothing voice in this episode, I'm sure that you gals will agree. Hello, Zoe. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure. I love it. Okay, cool. We're just going to kick things up. So tell me, who is Zoe and what do you do? The who question, I think, is the hard part. I don't think, I think we're all trying to figure ourselves out at every stage of life, to be honest with you. But I'm an acupuncturist. I run my own business called Coastal Wellness Cottage on the Central Coast. And we provide, yeah, a range of different services from the clinic. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much me. What does Zoe do outside of her role as an acupuncturist? What does she like to do? Going for walks with my dog. Yeah. Or cuddling on the couch, depending on how I'm feeling. Just seeing friends and catching up with the family is an important part of my life. So when you finished school, did you always know that this is what you wanted to step into? Acupuncture itself, not so much. I knew that I wanted to be in like natural health therapies. Western medicine really isn't my um, forte. Yeah. Just seeing men go through like brain cancer and stuff and the treatment, it was just quite intense. And yeah, hospitals have always scared me a little bit. So I just, I was looking at different avenues during school on what I could go down. And my auntie's an acupuncturist. So she was like, come up and do some work with me. See if you want to go down this route. Or she was going to put me in contact with some other practitioners to see if there was any sort of specific modalities that I might have liked. And yeah, I just... I just loved it. So yeah. From the, being in the room with her and her clients, like the relationship they had, the knowledge of Chinese medicine and how, how we can help people. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, okay, this is something that I'm interested in. Really love yeah. yeah, just jump straight into it. So what is the what does the uni degree look like? What is the exact study that you do? So the study that we have to do is a Bachelor of Health Science in traditional Chinese medicine. So basically it was four years. We do a range of nursing subjects and Chinese medicine subjects in that as well where as much as it's Chinese medicine we've got the acupuncture section and then also the herbal medicine as well it was quite intense like learning two different like total different sides of health yeah learning 
pharmacological side of things of medications, we're learning pretty much everything under the sun in regards to our bodies. And then we've got the total opposite of how to view the body holistically. What were some of the things that you loved learning throughout the uni degree about holistic medicine? Um, that there, I guess, mainly that there is always cause, whether it's environmental, it's something that's going on within our bodies. If our mental health's causing it, if our diet, not doing as much exercise as we should be doing, just that you know, there's always a cause and that as much as you might have the same symptom as someone else, or you might have the same diagnosis from a medical perspective as someone else, your diagnosis in a Chinese medicine point of view can be totally different to that person. Interesting. Um, which is it? Yeah, it's more of a individualized care, basically. Yeah. I think that's what I love about it is no person is the same and you're going to get a yeah individualized treatment plan, not the same as the last person that walked in with the same yeah condition yeah. as you. So acupuncture itself, how would you explain that to somebody who hasn't had it before or is looking into it? I like to explain it through the effects it has on the nervous system. So a lot of the time we're in that sort of like fight flight stage we're always on the go our bodies are always in these heightened states where cortisol is like overriding absolutely everything in our bodies acupuncture itself we're activating specific acupuncture points to help calm the body and bring you back into that parasympathetic state of rest and digest because when you're in that state of rest and digest your body will regulate hormones it'll pull all the nutrients out of your food circulate around the body it'll help detoxifying the body pretty much just it's basically boosting its natural functions by settling it down and letting yeah. it do what it needs to do. So, yeah, bringing you back to you, bringing you back to homeostasis and then letting your body heal itself, basically. And that process, I myself have had um, acupuncture with you, which yeah. was awesome during pregnancy. What can they expect from the treatment? What's the process? I guess what you can expect from your treatment is everyone feels so different after it. Yeah. Sometimes, even for me, you'll get up off the table afterwards and you're just in this like absolute like dream bubble. You're so relaxed, like you're ready for anything. Other times you get up and you've got a bit more energy and you can get on with your day. I guess just making sure you relax after your treatment. Yeah, making sure you're eating well and drinking like plenty of water afterwards and then just checking in with your body to see how you feel after your treatment's really important too. Is it normal to feel a bit dehydrated? Yeah, you can because your body's getting into that rest and digest state. So it's it's actually, it's metabolizing everything. It's really working for your benefit. So it's, yeah, that's right. Feeling a bit thirsty, you might feel hungry. If you haven't eaten before your treatment, you might feel a touch dizzy. So it's just making sure that you support yourself afterwards in the yeah. way possible. From my experience, like you put all of the needle points in and then you sort of chill for like 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. Just like relax. What is the needles doing in that moment? So at that moment, it is communicating with the nervous systems. Yeah, because they are metal, they are having a direct effect on the nervous system. We've got little nerves everywhere. So those needles go into the nerves. And so it's sending, is it sending a signal to your brain? This could be a really dumb question. Yeah, so I guess not directly into a nerve, but it's going into the the muscles that we're popping them into. And then, yeah, the nerve impulses are having a, yeah, a communicating with the brain to make specific changes. And the reason why we make you sit down for so long with the needles in is because that's it, you do need to stop <laughs> and rest relax because yeah, otherwise, you you know, if you're doing something on your phone or you're not relaxing, like as much as it still is having an effect, you're not going to get the, the most out of it. Yeah. So amazing. Our bodies are incredible. Oh, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And that's one thing that's like our, our bodies just blow my mind yeah. every day at what they can do and, you know, how they can self-heal themselves. And I think that's why I love acupuncture. Yeah. We're just supporting that natural function. 
Incredible. What are some of the core, like the key points that you focus on? So like, I think I've seen in your room, there's like a picture of the human body and then it's got the different acupuncture points. So there's like your liver, there's like in between your eyebrows, there's like on your hands. The acupuncture points are all located on specific meridians. So we've got different meridians that correlate to the different organ systems. So you will have your liver channel, you have your gallbladder channel, stomach channel, small intestine, gallbladder, yeah, all that sort of jazz. So basically the specific points are located on those channels to bring about a change or bring about balance back to those organ systems. So depending on what we're focusing on will depend on the different channels. Of course, of your different diagnosis. Look, a lot of the time they've always said to us since the start of study, they're like, you'll pick your points and you'll love a couple of points. As a practitioner, do you look at someone and you're like, oh, I know exactly where I need to put those points? Yeah, Emily. Yeah. Even if they're coming in with a specific symptom or, for example, they're like, oh, I just feel really irritated or I just have some headaches or my PMS is just like raging this month. I'll be like, okay, you need liver three on that, on your foot and you'll press in on that point and they're like, oh, that's a bit tender. And you're like, okay, that's your body saying that's the spot that you need. We always go through, are you sleeping well? How's your digestive system going? How are you feeling emotionally? So a lot of my like base points will be supporting the digestive system because if you don't have a great digestive system and you're getting a lot of digestive symptoms, you're not going to be getting the nutrients from your food. It's not going to be supporting your energy. Mm. If you are in a heightened emotional state, then you know, you're not going to sleep well. Your digestive system's not going to function well. So there will always be some emotional support points in there. Even if you do tell me that you're feeling okay. Interesting. Um, so yeah, there are a handful of points that will always be popped in in my perspective just yeah. because I think that everyone needs that yeah. support anyway. Is it intuitive as well? Because sometimes actually, as you've just said, like some people would be like, I feel great. I'm eating well, rah, rah, rah. But you don't actually know if that's the case. A fair bit of the time, to be honest with you, as you get to know them a little bit more, really? they start to share more and that's why we also have a feel of the client's pulses and have a look at the tongue because it tells us what's going on internally inside your body that you might not feel comfortable to voice yet yeah. or that you can't actually tell us as well. You think about the tongue, it's the only muscle on the inside of the body that we can actually see from the outside. It's telling us exactly what's going on internally inside your body. It's interesting. It's like, definitely. And, and you, I guess if you don't know that person very well... You've got to have an element of being able to have those conversations in the right way too. Can you make an assessment on that first consultation of how regularly someone should be coming back and for how long? Or do you just continue to see how they are feeling, reacting? Like, how does that work? Initially, we would like you in, again, depending on the condition, once a week for at least three to four weeks, just because it does take the body a little bit of time to really figure out what it's doing, like what acupuncture is, what it needs to do to respond. And especially for those that are quite like in a heightened state a lot of the time, like very stressed, a bit of anxiety and stuff, it does take a while for your body to actually drop down into that parasympathetic state. So yeah, generally we'll start off with that if you're in a sort of like intense pain condition then we might be a couple of times a week for the first few weeks just because we really do need to kick off that that healing from an internal level and then from there it's just basically depending on how your body's responding yeah if we start to see the results quicker then we can push your treatments out and we don't need to see you as often if we need a little bit of extra time or for example we're always giving you homework to do as well it's yeah. not just us what we're doing in the yeah and really like what you're doing at home because if you're not doing stuff to regulate your nervous system if you're not eating well then 
you're not going to get the quicker results that someone that's doing all these things might have. And it really just depends. But yeah. I would say once a week for at least three to four weeks and then you can push it out. But look, I've had clients that have come in that have needed a couple of treatments and they're They've been fine. Sorted. Others that need weekly treatments for a while, especially just for those chronic conditions like clients with fibromyalgia and chronic pain, it's constant support. Actually, that leads nicely into a question. What are some of the reasons that people would come and see you for acupuncture? Oh, many different reasons. Really. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly every broad question. <laughs> Look, I guess for me personally, pain conditions, digestive concerns, a lot of fertility support and pregnancy support, pre-birth acupuncture. Mm. What else? Headaches, like just muscle tension, immune support and like recovery from viruses. What are some of the additional therapies that you see benefit people who are getting acupuncture? Again, depending on what they're coming in Yeah, um, it's so hard. It is, definitely. But say, for example, you're coming in for a pain condition or a pelvic health condition, then seeing a physiotherapist in conjunction with us might be helpful. A massage therapy as well. For anything else, naturopathy, counselling. Look, everyone, I feel like a big part of my practice is like everyone needs support in the mental health and emotional yeah. health space. So I would honestly recommend anything that you're going through to be seeing a counsellor or a psychologist yep. regardless. We can pretty much be bundled up with any extra modality, yep. completely honest with you. I think just because we're focusing on that body work side of things, there is anything internal or anything to help the mind or anything else to help the physical body, they'll all link in together. It's interesting you say that because I was speaking to a women's therapist a few weeks ago and we were talking about how there's therapy comes in many different forms. And so seeing someone for like yourself, seeing whether that's nutrition or whether it's mental health, it can be overwhelming for people that, that there are so many different options. So even for someone like myself, as we were speaking earlier, like I saw someone for acupuncture whilst going through infertility, deciding whether I was then going to do IVF, and then there were so many different options for me that I didn't know too much about at that point and I didn't know where to go. Something that I really love about what you offer is that you have so many other modalities within your clinic outside of just acupuncture. Yeah. Um, that can be a really good way for you guys to cross over. Is that something that when you're seeing a patient, you might go, actually, I think you're going to really benefit from doing this as, as well? Definitely. In our first appointment, depending on what like what you've mentioned in your health history, like we'll give you a like in our treatment plan that we give you after that first session, we'll pop down some recommendations, any action points and stuff like that. And a lot of the time there will be another practitioner in there for you to see. I know before you were saying it can get really overwhelming with who to pick first and what to do. That's another thing that we go through as well. We do get a lot of women in going through their fertility journey and it's just, it's completely overwhelming. Yeah. I think just in that case, like instead of referring to many people, we sort of dull it down yeah. a little step by step. It's like, okay, well, you're in to see me. Let's just keep working with that for a little bit. These are the other options. But as long as you're doing little bits and pieces here and there, yeah. you're still helping yourself regardless. So yeah. I think that's what, yeah. And that's another thing. We, it's always reinforcing that whatever you're doing at home, you're still helping yourself, whether you're having good sleep at night, you're going for a quick walk with a dog, yeah. you know. Um, he's spending some time in the sun, that's still helping us. All those little things just add up to helping with the overall sort of journey of that person. Yeah, yeah definitely. But yes, recommendations and advice on who else to see at the same yeah. time coming out of uni. We get taught that we can help all these things and you're like, yes, I can do it all. Yeah. But it's like, 
acupuncture might work for somebody, but it's not going to work for the next person. And also having that that professionalism in saying that, okay, this is not working for you. You need to go and see someone else. Or say, for example, if someone was struggling with mental health, but they're coming to see me and say, I think you need to start with this first rather than me. And then we can pop back in later and we can keep continuing with my modality. That so, must yeah. be really tough for you because... <clears throat> I dare say a part of the reason you wanting to get into this profession is to help people yeah. and you want to be the one to be able to help them. So then to have to go, actually, I really want to help you, but I think you should go and do something else. Not that it's putting your ego aside. You have to go, that's what's best for them and that's not me right now. So that must be tough. Yeah, it is. I think that was one of the really big like things that I have learned running my own business and especially in service-based business, you always think it's yeah, it's you and the patient. So, you know, when you do refer them off, I guess that's where imposter syndrome is coming in. Yeah. Like, it's me. I'm not doing the best that I can. Yeah. It's like, hang on a minute. There's so many other services out there. Yeah. As long as they're getting some sort of help and you've pointed them in the right direction, then you're still part of their journey. Yeah. They're still getting, sure. yeah. And that's not to say you'd never see them again. Like that's you'd right. probably find that they come back to you because of that, which yeah. is awesome. When you finished uni, did you always know that you wanted to open your own practice? Yeah, at the end of uni, I did know that I yeah. wanted to open my own practice. Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of work with one of the other practitioners on the coast, following her around and learning from her. And I let her know at the end of uni, I wanted to open my own business on the Central Coast. And she was so beautiful enough to give me free room rent for three months. I think without her, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. So with renting and that sort of stuff, I, yeah, I wouldn't have probably taken that step yeah. to yeah, start my own business. But yeah, I jumped straight into it pretty much. Was there anything that you were nervous about? You've obviously learned such a beautiful profession during uni, but then there's also that business element. Was it then a little bit daunting to step out and try and set that up? What was that process like for you? Setting up my own business, I feel, was probably the easy part. Mum and dad both own small businesses themselves. Okay. Mum's a bookkeeper as well. So there was all that. That was that prior knowledge on how to do that. I thought as long as I've got a website, as long as I've got social media running, we'll just see what happens yeah. go from there. And opening anything is really daunting. Yeah. I think at the time I was, oh, how old was I when I opened my business? Maybe 23, 24. Wow. Um, so for me, I think that was probably the most challenging part was actually putting myself out there and saying, I can help you, but I probably am a lot younger than the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The people that are coming to see me. So I think that was really the most challenging. Yeah. Everything else, I was like, if it works out, if it doesn't, then we'll see what's next. Yeah. I wasn't really phased, I think, because I had that stability of a part-time job and living at home. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So not necessarily the financial side, but more just trying to build that client base and that word of mouth. And I think in your profession, word of mouth is so huge. It's like free marketing. Um, the way I came and saw you was through word of mouth. Yeah. Did you find that sort of helped in the beginning to build up your client base? And then obviously you continued to grow and expand. I think the first stage was like just getting out to friends and family. And then from there, the word of mouth start, yeah. website started doing its job. And of course, once you start to get those few clients in, then you start helping them. That's yeah, the, the word of mouth is huge after yeah. that, which is really great. Yeah. And was your client base always predominantly women or has over the years you started to have a little bit more of a niche or do you still see like a, a broad range of people? that come to the clinic? 
at the start because I was working in the fertility clinic or renting a room from the fertility clinic. I wasn't actually allowed to treat people with fertility concerns or women with any sort of women's health concerns, which was definitely fair enough. And I would not have taken business away from that space either. So at the start, it was pretty much anyone who was walking through the door. A lot of men, like a lot of males with like pain conditions, like sports injuries and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. sports injuries, just like long term injuries. Yeah. And that was, yeah, majority of my clientele was pain management at the start, which is what I loved at the start anyway. And then I started getting a few recommendations to help with women's health conditions. And I was like, oh, I can't help you, but yeah. I want to yeah. I know that I can. So as I moved out of that first room rental space into my own, yeah, commercial lease, I was able to start helping women like that. And that's really where my passion for women's health really cultivated. Just seeing, that's it, helping someone fall pregnant that has been having issues, helping them have their baby, yeah, naturally is just something about helping women that, I don't know, really light me up. And you'd probably find too, like women are a little bit more forthcoming with the emotional side of what they're going through. So presenting with a issue like symptom, whether that's infertility or whatever, talking more about how they're feeling emotionally and you create such a beautiful space where people, I can talk for myself, felt like I could be really open about how I was feeling in those moments. Is that where the passion came from? And then seeing their success stories as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you have any standout stories of women that you've seen for any reason where they've got a really positive outcome from seeing you? I'm sure there's many. I was going to say, yeah, there's There's so many. many. I guess probably a fair few women coming in for pre-birth acupuncture, coming in and them going into labour within four hours after a treatment, which is phenomenal. Yeah, Um, One lady came in for hot flushes for menopause and came back the next week and said they're completely gone. People come back and they go, you helped me do this. Must be so rewarding. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's my favourite part is them actually getting results. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. So love it. How long were you in the space where it was just yourself for a couple of years like when did you then decide that you wanted to move into a bigger space when I went from the single room rental into my own commercial lease I think that was pretty much yep I need to take the next steps and really be able to support and help the community anyway yeah from that two room clinic into the wellness space now I knew I wanted to do it from the start yeah it was just like I just needed to keep going with my own business. I think I felt that I could, like as much as I could support people I would really have loved other practitioners in this space and be able to support them in ways that I couldn't. Yeah. I do have a lot of great relationships with so many of the practitioners on the coast and it is really nice to refer to them wherever you need, but it's also so nice just to go, hey, someone's next door that can also help you. So it makes it a lot easier for the patients as well to go, we can help you. We've got everything here. Because who do you have in the, like who is in your coastal wellness space now? You've got, so we've got Claire, who's our women's health physio. So I've known Claire for years and it was actually when I first opened in the two room clinic, I was like, oh, I really want a multi-modality clinic. She was like, I'll be there one day. I will definitely be there with you one day when you're ready. So Claire's in our space now. We've got Sam, who when I was in the two-room clinic, I invited in to do pregnancy massage. So she's followed us into the wellness space. We've got Danny, who's an acunedling midwife, so a midwife who performs acupuncture. We've got Laura, who's our counsellor. Natasha, who's our psychologist. We've got two massage therapists, so Hannah and Sarah. 
and we've got Rachel, who's a lactation consultant. You've got um, everybody. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's just, yeah, it's still growing at the moment. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, and I guess my vision for the space was to create a space that didn't feel clinical, that people felt safe and comfortable walking into and that they could get those services all in the one spot. They didn't have to race around the coast to find the best practitioners. Over the last few weeks, it's really shown that we have some phenomenal practitioners and I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't change them for anyone else. And it sounds like you guys all have the same goal in mind, which is women's wellness. To be able to have a space, especially when patients might go to one of you for something because they really trust that person, to then feel comfortable to refer to somebody else within the clinic. Because I think what's tough for some women is just finding someone that they connect with for whatever it is that they need. So to be able to have that space that provides a lot of that for them, it's a really easy one. You might have someone that comes to see you for acupuncture that really knows that they need to see a psychologist, but they're so scared of trying to connect with someone that they don't gel with or they don't know who to go to. So really cool that you can offer that. And it must be so nice to see that goal that you've always had really come to life now. Were there any challenges that you've had personally or professionally during this time of stepping out into uni, going into your own business? And then it's obviously grown really organically and beautifully. Have you had any challenges along the way? I would probably say it's just that, like that your own mind, like are you going through the ebbs and flows of, yeah, imposter syndrome. Some weeks you're just feeling like on top of the world, you can help everyone. And then the next week you just get one client that might have just not gotten the results that you were hoping for. And then everything just comes crashing back down. I would say that's probably really the biggest thing that I personally have really had to work hard at. Yeah, trying to minimise. Of course, life is not perfect. It cannot always be positive. But yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing I've struggled with. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And also having to change, going from just focusing on me and the clients that I'm treating. And then, for example, when I've had other girls come in under me doing the same sort of modality as well, under the, the business, having to trust them just being such a perfectionist myself yeah okay this is how I do things and also having to share like the clientele with other like with other like other acupuncturists in the space as well it was like oh why aren't people seeing me and I'm like no they can see other people and yeah that's a good thing that they want to see other people because first of all I'm not in on a Monday or Saturday yeah also it's really great that they're like they're feeling comfortable and they're trusting of my other practitioners yeah because if they weren't then I wouldn't be able to be yeah doing yeah. this business at all. Yeah. And that's okay that you feel that way as well. Like, I think that's so normal. I, you know, you're protective and that's all right. It's your baby. Like, it's your business. You want the best for them and you've got control over that when you're in the room. So it's a hard thing to let go of. But I think it's such a compliment to you that those people are going to see other practitioners because they work under your brand as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. After I got over that hurdle, I was like, why am I feeling like this? And I was like, hang on a minute. Yeah. You're like, are you wanting to, them to see other practitioners in the space or other acupuncturists in the space? So you've got to you've, you've got, got to let it go. Let it go. And yeah, that's bad. exactly. I'm not always going to be the it person. Yeah, as long as coastal wellness is the it place. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, yeah. That just yeah. I think just overcoming a lot of I'm not having to do it all by myself. Yeah, and it's not like I don't know. I I can be like this too. Is like when I find it really hard to give other people responsibilities because it makes me feel like I've failed a little bit. Yeah. But you get to a point where it's like, it's actually okay 
to let someone else do it, it doesn't mean that you're incapable or that you failed. You're empowering other people to do do that job. That's right. Yeah, I think as a boss and like a business owner, if you can't delegate and trust your yeah your employees, then you can't be a boss. Basically. Yeah. So it's how you yeah. continue to grow as an individual and as a business. You spoke a little bit before about somebody that helped you when you started in business. Yeah. Who would you say has been your support network since you've finished uni and grown into what you've got now? Yeah. Look, mum has always been my biggest cheerleader on the side. So yeah, mum's been a big push to opening my own business, my partner as well. Even moving from the the two-room space to the bigger clinic, like obviously it's a lot more expenses and a lot more responsibility and a lot more work. And, you know, he's like, if you don't try, you don't know. He's always there to support me no matter what. Yeah, always there for the ups and downs through everything too. Is he a builder? Did he help with the kid out of the room as well? Yeah, Yeah. an electrician. Yeah, he he brought in all his his friends to help out with with the renovations that needed to be done and oh god bless them they like of course perfectionists and I only gave us two weeks to get it all yeah. sorted so um do. yep exactly so it was a hard two weeks but the boys really got in and yeah. got it done and it was amazing a big labor of love for the both of you and being able to probably be on that journey together because you have you guys been together since you opened the yeah you have yeah yeah, yeah. so for him to see you grow and then the space grow and him be a part of that it must be so nice to look back and see how far you've come since yeah. you've finished uni how long have you been in this space for now so we've been in this space for 10 months yeah wow yeah which is good it's obviously still growing and yeah yeah still a lot of a lot of things to be done still it's been really rewarding like I said it's been really hard to get all the girls together because you know a lot of my mums and a lot of us have our obviously our own lives and our own schedules and stuff but and you're not always all in the clinic together that's right. Yeah. So we don't, yeah, we cross paths sometimes, and but we're always busy treating clients. Yeah, it was really nice to, for everyone to sit together the other day, and it just really brought to life. I think I cried afterwards. I was like, wow, okay, yes, I did do this. Yes, yeah. you know, you, I know that's what you do really forget what you've done in the past. Like, you like, you know, as much as you've done all this stuff, you're like, oh, okay, I haven't really done much. And it's yeah. like, well, hang on a minute. Even looking through photos or just sitting down and actually reflecting on yeah. what, what you've done, you're like, okay. <laughs> I've actually ticked a lot more boxes than I thought. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're right, though. I didn't actually think about that. You're strangers in the night, like a little bit with your other practitioners. So do you guys plan to try and get together to connect like that? Is that something that you see really beneficial? Or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Once every couple of months, we try and get yeah. together just to really touch base, make sure that we're all feeling comfortable and supported and chat about clients and how we can help them. What's your vision? Are you looking to do anything else in the future or I'd love to get a couple of other practitioners in whether it be an osteopath a dietitian just to fill those gaps that we have in practitioners at the moment just get it yeah really booming and yeah. being the clinic on the coast yeah that one-stop shop to get every like any yeah. support that they need I uh, think women would love that too just yeah. to be able to go I know that coastal wellness has everything that I need or I don't know where to go I'll go to coastal wellness and yeah, like that, that have to like they'll be able to help me in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I think just getting a few more practitioners in our space just to fill the gaps. And look, ideally, I would really love a little space that we can hold workshops in that's undercover. At the moment, we've got a beautiful little backyard, which is really nice. But of course, with this crazy weather that we've been having, yeah, and the unpredictability, of yeah, all, it makes it a little bit hard having a nice event space to yeah. be able to utilize. Would be amazing. Yeah, to use. love it. Yeah. 
oh gosh, you've done so much. Is it weird to talk about? It is. Yeah, because it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel like me sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's done. Like, yeah, you, you just know. keep going forward. Yeah. Do people come in for acupuncture just to maintain health and wellness? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So a lot of the long-term clients that we've got are just people coming in for maintenance treatments as yep. well. Whether it's not something severe that's going on, stress is always a factor in people's lives. We're always needing extra support. So it's pretty much like you're you taking your supplements at yeah. home but getting body work done. In yeah. The, so... Yeah, it really depends on the person and what they're looking for. A lot of these have a rebate. With private health, yeah, acupuncture does. Yeah. Yeah, the other therapies, I think majority of them can be covered under, for example, counselling. You can get your mental health care plan and get yeah. a discount. Yeah, obviously private health covers a fair few yeah, which um, is great. from treatments and modalities as well. Unfortunately, we're not covered with Medicare quite yeah. yet. Yeah. We are classified as allied health, so we are classified on the same level as physio and osteo and um, chiropractic care, OT, those sorts of things too. But we're still just trying to chip away at being able to support people on, say, for example, chronic chronic pain management plan yeah. and different aspects. Yeah. So maybe one day. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure that my health cover has acupuncture. A lot of them do. But check your health cover, people. Might be booking in with Zoe for a little treatment. Look, the health funds definitely help. Yeah, so, for sure. Yes, always, yeah, we're, we're always asking clients if they've got their health funds with them because, yeah, any help definitely helps. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, we've got lots of expenses and stuff. I'm not the kind of practitioner that's like, no, you need acupuncture as your self-care. It's yeah. like figuring out what actually works for you, what you enjoy yeah. as well. Some people can't sit still and lie on the table for a little bit, but you can have a massage and you're feeling more relaxed. After yeah. That. So it's just really finding what your self-care practice. Love that. Okay, I've got two more questions. One is, what would you say to the Zoe that was walking into her first paying client? You've got this. You've got this, y'all. Yeah, just do it. You know what you're doing. Yeah, just go and do it and it will get better. Were you nervous? I'm even trying to think. My first client that I got from my website that was a complete stranger, it was like a racy heart, like a little sweaty. But as soon as they felt the results, you're just like, I've done my job. This yeah. is perfect. So, yeah, and there's still clients that are around, what, five years later. Yeah, that was amazing. So, yeah, I think just, I don't know, just getting out there and just winging it and doing yeah. it, really. Yeah, just yeah. go for it. Definitely. It's very clear that you're incredibly passionate about what you do and you've definitely gone into the right space. What does success look like to you as a practitioner mm-hmm. and as a business owner? So success for me is having that work-life balance. That's another one of the big reasons as well why I went into owning my own business was to have that balance. Of course, it's still in the works at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that success is having work-life balance where you're happy in anything that you do. Yeah. And same in business as well. I just think as much as obviously covering the bills helps and making it a sustainable business financially, but I think success in business is is having a business that you love that I don't that you do you know what I mean like yeah. that you you love what you do so it doesn't feel like work yeah exactly yeah. So even like when you invited me on this podcast I was like saying to my uh, housemate today I was like I see myself as successful but I don't see it do you know what I mean yeah like complete success obviously because there's still bits and pieces that I need to do to get it to a place but I would love the opportunity again to step back let the girls do what they need to do have my own work-life balance. Yeah. And then for me, that would make my business successful because I'm like, I'm helping people and living the life that I want to live and th- that's it. 
Yeah, well, it definitely sounds like you're heading in the right direction, which is awesome. So I love that. Do you have a book recommendation for anyone? It's a very broad question. I originally started asking like book recommendation TV series and it just got way too out of control. Is there something that sticks out to you that you finished and you were like, wow, that really had an impact on me? I dabble in and out of yeah, reading books. Me too. Just depending on what, obviously, what stage of life yeah, you've been in. Sure. I think like a crazy breakup that I had, I was like, I'm focusing on myself and I read like a heap of self-help books. Yeah. One was, I think, A New Earth of Eckhart Tolle, which really helped at that stage, which I don't know, it puts life into perspective for you a little bit. It's a hard read, but you get through it and you're like, yeah, okay. But one that really helped me with business, I would say, would be Emma Isaac's book, Winging It. Yeah. Um, so she thinks, I think she's the owner of Business Chicks or something. It was basically just like, just take the step. As much as it's scary, as much as you don't know what's going to happen, Again, like my partner always says, you don't know if you don't try. So you yeah. just got to take the step and just do it and figure it out as you go. And that was same with one of my business coaches as well. Once upon a time, as a perfectionist, you're like, I need everything right before I start. I need to know what exactly what to expect. I need to know this and that. And it's just like, just get in and do it. Yeah. Some things are just yeah. out of your control. Like exactly. you've just got to roll with it. Life is out of our control. Yeah. So it's just, if that's it. If you passionate about it as long as you're helping people and you love what you do I think you'll succeed anyway yeah so yeah great recommendation it's easy read as well so it's just like we love an easy read awesome thank you so much for your time Zoe I've even though I've sought treatment from you before I've learned a lot and a lot about you so I appreciate you taking the time to come in if people want to find you where do they go yeah, you can go to our website, which is coastalwellness.com.au, or you can jump into our socials. It's just at coastalwellness underscore yeah. underscore. So awesome. Yeah. If people want to book like a consult, do you have an initial consult or can you go in and have treatment straight away? Would um, you recommend a consult first? The initial consult will include your first treatment as well. So yeah, we'll go through everything and then we'll give you first treatment afterwards. Yeah, highly recommend. Have been a patient. So thank you, Zoe. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Yeah The Gals. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe or follow us on Instagram at Yeah The Gals Podcast. And remember, gals, you bloody got this.